What's up, listeners? My name's Tyler, and you're listening to Horror's Home Podcast. Today, I'm going to pick up from last week and discuss episode two of Chucky, titled Give Me Something Good to Eat. I'll be going through the plot, so here's a spoiler warning. The show is on USA and Sci-Fi, and if you haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, both episodes are free right now on YouTube. Also, listen to my previous episode discussing the series premiere to get all caught up. I'm going to take a quick musical break, and then we can go through the episode. Quick summary for last week's episode, Jake Wheeler lives in Hackensack with his father. He makes sculptures out of doll pieces which his dad does not approve of. Jake doesn't exactly fit in, he lost his mother in a car accident, his dad is an alcoholic, he's bullied in school, and his dad refuses to acknowledge his son is gay. Jake finds Chucky at a nearby yard sale with the intentions of using him in a sculpture. He finds the good guy doll's worth and saves him to sell. Strange incidents occur around Jake with his cat missing and a suspicious phone call warning him to check the batteries. Chucky makes himself known, eventually helping stand up for Jake, admits to killing Jake's cat, and eventually kills Jake's dad. So then he and Chucky are taken in by Jake's uncle, aunt, and cousin. The episode opens with a young Charles in 1965 on Halloween night. He finds an apple with a razor blade in it, hesitating before taking a bite anyway. Jake and his cousin Junior arrive at school. It's been a week since Jake's father's death and he was taken in by his uncle Logan. He's greeted at school by other students whispering about his dad and his bully Oliver apologizing and invites him over to a Halloween party for that evening. We find out from Lexi that Chucky isn't allowed at school anymore for being, quote, disruptive. Jake runs into his crush, Devin, and they talk to each other about their families and losing his father. At Junior's home, we see the housekeeper, Annie, cleaning Jake's room. Chucky laughs, and she turns around to find the vases broken on the floor. She looks up to see Chucky, who has a spot of blood on his face. With innocent intention, she sprays his face with cleaner, though we know that had to have hurt his eyes, though he remains appearing unbothered. Downstairs, the camera shifts to Chucky's POV as he runs up and pushes the housekeeper over the open dishwasher onto a pile of kitchen knives, impaling her face. After school, Jake and Junior discover her body. The officer investigating is Devin's mom. She suggests that it was just a slip, but another officer insinuates that this is the second incident connected to Jake in a week. There is no evidence, and the door cams show that no one had entered the home before the boys had gotten back from school. Then they both ask the parents if Jake or Junior may have had something to do with Annie's death. Upstairs, Jake confronts Chucky, to which he denies killing Annie. Chucky is reading Jake's journal and brings up how much he's talking about Devin. He then says, I have a queer kid, gender fluid. Jake asks him if he's cool with it, which Chucky replies, I'm not a monster. He suggests that Annie's death was just a slip and that he's only here to help Jake stand up for himself. Junior sneaks into Jake's room and looks onto his laptop. He sees that Lexi's social media is pulled up and he tells Jake to stay away from her. As Junior's leaving the hall, he hears Jake talking but doesn't know the conversation is with Chucky. Meanwhile, at Lexi's, her younger sister Caroline is drawing Chucky since she saw him and Jake diss Lexi at the talent show. We also see how Lexi's parents treat her, more than likely pointing out why she's such a bully at school. They tell Lexi that she has to take her sister trick-or-treating instead of going to Oliver's party. Junior leaves without Jake for Oliver's party. Jake comes downstairs with a black eye and his aunt and uncle assume it's part of his Halloween costume. He says he's not going to the party, but returns after Chucky's nowhere to be found in the house. We see Chucky walking down the street wearing a Hello Kitty mask. He goes to a nearby neighbor and asks about Halloween parties. 
The neighbor tells him of Oliver's annual Halloween party, and Chucky thanks her, giving her an apple with can be assumed to have a razor blade inside. Jake goes to the party and asks for Lexi. Oliver tells him that she's in the closet, so he rushes inside with Devin. Meanwhile, Chucky is in the basement playing a video game with Lexi's sister, Caroline. Then heading upstairs where Lexi and Junior are talking, under the bed, Chucky attempts to stab Lexi through the mattress, but misses his opportunity. Devin and Jake leave the closet and find Lexi to be the center of attention as her Halloween costume is of Jake's dad being electrocuted. Jake is about to leave, but decides he can't let her get away with it. At the neighbors from earlier, she's talking to Devin's mom after biting into Chucky's razor apple and describes Chucky to the officer, making her more suspicious of Jake. Jake goes into the basement of the party and confronts Lexi, but stops Chucky from hurting her instead. At home, Chucky apologizes for giving Jake a black eye. He tells Jake that it's a kill-or-be-killed world and that he has to man up. The episode ends as he tells him to take the knife, and Jake holds it as Chucky says, Welcome to the Super Bowl. The episode ends there. The show is filled with Easter eggs and references, but here's a couple from this episode. The young Charles on Halloween is wearing a clown costume, which is to pay tribute to the childhood Michael Myers costume. Olivia Allen Lynn plays Lexi, and her real-life mother Barbara plays her mother Michelle on the show. Some of my thoughts on this episode. I really like that this episode references Gwen and Glenda from The Sea to Chucky, as we hadn't heard of any mention of them aside from the brief statement in Curse of Chucky, where he tells Nika of the families he's ruined. We're getting to see the characters shift more, like Oliver being friendly with Jake, Junior becoming more aware of Lexi's cruel intentions, and Jake having to decide whether or not to follow in Chucky's footsteps. I honestly was waiting for a Carrie prom kind of moment for Jake at Oliver's party, but that never really happened. The police are growing more suspicious of Jake, so I'm sure that that's going to be explored in future episodes. This episode didn't have the biology teacher who seemed to have a bigger role in the first episode, nor did it have any of the returning actors from the franchise, which I believe will have a much bigger role in the second half of this season. So overall, I thought this was a good follow-up to the first episode. I love that they trusted showrunner Don Mancini to continue his creation, and I'm excited where this series is going to go. I'd give this episode a 4 out of 5, as not too much happened, but it was important for most of the main characters and hinted at where they might be heading. So that's all I've got for today's episode. Give me a follow on Instagram at, at HorrorIsHome. I'm on Spotify and now Apple Podcasts, so do me a favor and leave a rating or a review. It'd be very appreciated. If you have any suggestions on what you'd like to hear or just want to talk horror, send me a message on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Tyler, and thanks for listening. Horror is home.